welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Good to have everyone today so far. We have Tina and Brian and Drew and Lou and Scotty. Good to have you guys. We'll be talking about the 16th verse of the Tao Te Ching today. We had a discussion last week that we took a, a verse from the Winsa. We have a celebrity showing up. Craig is here, guys. So everybody sit up straight. Be at attention. It's like when I, we used to do the Zen group and Sensei would show up. Everybody, Sensei's here. And they'd all just like jump. There he is. He is so interested in participating that he is in the meeting while he's driving. Very good, Craig. Thank you so much. Put the collared shirt on. At least he does have a shirt on, yeah. <laughs> but he, he's so excited he had to, to put his seatbelt on to keep from jumping toward the camera. That's what it was toward his phone. <laughs> exactly what it is anyways it's good to see as i've got about a half an hour's worth of a drive so i thought i could listen to somebody that was more wisdomous than i am but it's, it's buddy that's hard to find uh, it really is but i'm too humble to admit it you're heading to london i'm heading to london on monday but i'm just driving to the middle of nowhere right now so I've got a half an hour drive, so... I'll so somewhere in Scotland, that is that mostly Scotland, the <laughs> middle of nowhere? Yes. Yeah, I'm actually going to the armpit of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get started, guys. Any announcements, go to buddyc.org. A lot of good stuff there. Look under resources. There's a daily devotion on the left of the site. So all that's free. And oh, by the way, I do not sell any of your emails. They don't get... I'm always approached by, for selling emails, and I do not do any of that. So that's just for the things that we're doing. Who would like to open us up with a translation of the 16th verse? I've got Stephen Mitchell's. Okay. Empty your mind of all thoughts. Let your heart be at peace. Watch the turmoil of beings, but contemplate their return. Each separate being in the universe returns to the common source. Returning to the source is serenity. If you don't realize the source, you stumble in confusion and sorrow. When you realize where you come from, you naturally become tolerant, disinterested, amused, kind-hearted as a grandmother, dignified as a king. Immersed in the wonder of the Tao, you can deal with whatever life brings you, and when death comes, you are ready. Thanks, Drew. I don't know if I mentioned at the first of the recording, but we're all in recovery in some form. And what we do is we take the Taoist readings and talk about how they rate, relate to our recovery and our views of the higher power. Lots of good things. So you don't have to be a Taoist to enjoy this. You can still be a Christian or whatever. Every other faith you have, there's nothing here that has any renouncement in it whatsoever. But it seems to resonate so well with most of us that we keep coming up. We keep showing up and talking about it. Any comments there, Drew? No, I like the 
the middle of that third stanza, realizing where you come from, you become tolerant, disinterested, amused, kind-hearted, dignified. That's all stuff that, that I'd love to be you know, every moment of the day. Realizing where you come from. Huh. Okay. Someone else? Buddy, I've got the Dao uh, Ching in clear English by okay. uh, Jeff Pepper. It says, becoming completely empty, maintain true stillness. The 10,000 creatures all arise, and I watch them return. Swarming, they return to their source. Returning to the source is called stillness. It's called returning to nature. Returning to nature is called unchanging. Knowing the unchanging is called insight. Not knowing the unchanging is reckless and leads to misfortune. Knowing the unchanging leads to tolerance. Tolerance leads to justice. Justice leads to loyalty. Royalty leads to heaven. Heaven leads to Tao. Tao leads to eternity. All your life, you're in no danger. Thank you. Oscar? Yeah, for me, there resonates a huge thing to the elephant step prayer and to to the third step. So I, I, I wrote down, from nothingness comes virtue. And it's for me, that's the same as the third step giving up my will and my life to the uh, higher power. And in the 11th step prayer, it says the last sentence said, it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. And and this verse 16 really resonates the same thing. So for me, if I surrender to my higher power, um, I... As a matter of speaking, in a manner of speaking, I lose my life as good as I can, lose my ego, and and then I'm okay. And from this nothingness, hopefully, grows virtue. Yeah, something like that has been my mind. Thank you. Thanks, Oscar. I'll read the star, Jonathan Star. Become totally empty, quiet the restlessness of the mind. Only then will you witness everything unfolding from emptiness. See all things flourish and dance in endless variation and once again merge back into perfect emptiness. Their true repose, their true nature, emerging, flourishing, dissolving back again. This is the eternal process of return. To know this process brings enlightenment. To miss this process brings disaster. Be still. Stillness reveals the secrets of eternity. Eternity embraces that all possible. Eternity embraces the all possible leads to a vision of oneness. A vision of oneness brings about universal love supports the great truth of nature. The great truth of nature is Tao. Whoever knows this truth lives forever. The body may perish. Deeds may be forgotten. But he who has the Tao has all eternity. 
He just went for the gusto there, didn't he? Guy Gu Fang or Guy Fu Fang would, his translation says, empty yourself of everything. It's easy to say that, but how do we do that, right? And when you, when I express a desire of that type, I don't really realize what I'm expressing. That sounds like something good. Oh, I want to be empty. Do you realize what it's going to take to be empty? What work it takes to, and it says empty yourself of everything. So we've got all these things that we place our value on and they keep us from seeing what is, what is really real. The emptying is work. It's not something that's easy. And two, all of these talk about being an observer to let your mind become still. Watch the turmoil of beings. Star called it being a witness. Become totally empty, quiet, the restlessness of the mind. Only then will you witness everything unfolding from emptiness. I think that's what the the program is doing for me and has been since the beginning. Is creating a real awareness of what is a little bit of awareness of what's really happening. At first, it was all these people out here are my problem. That's why I drink. That's why I'm like this, because all these people did these things. When you're still a little through working the steps and you've quieted your mind some, you start seeing that's not the case, that this is just what you filled yourself with. Now, as you empty yourself of those things through working the steps away, the way I've done that is if I have a resentment against someone that's staying in my mind all the time that I'm fixated and focused on, if I use the tools I learn in the program to deal with resentments, we talk about them a lot. Page 552 in the big book's a good example. Uh, I can pray for the person I resent, even if I don't think it's real or will work. And we find out within a couple of weeks, we've stopped holding that thing against a person because we started e- even wishing well thoughts for them it doesn't have to be something overtly spiritual and then we feel better so I, I think that's one way that i create that emptiness and if i'm looking at something from a place of emptiness i can be a witness and allow much more than i can otherwise any comments Brian, I, I like the, uh, the the commentary of the explanations in Derek Lynn's version, and he's, he's along the lines of everybody else. But there's a part here it says, "Dow cultivators accept reality as it is, rather than as they wish it to be. The troubles we encounter in life and the pain associated with them are caused by the disparity between our expectations." And the way things are, the more stubbornly we refuse to accept, the more we suffer. And, that, and that's me, man. That's me. Like I, and to be honest, I've, I've got some things that some material things that I've been trying to let go of that I haven't participated, I haven't used in a long time, but there's a bigger meaning attached to them. And I've been telling myself, this is getting really honest. I've been telling myself for months. 
that tomorrow is going to be the day. I'm going to start making an effort to to get rid of it. Tomorrow is going to be the day. And then tomorrow comes and then it, it turns into, I'm going to do it Sunday. I'm going to do it Sunday. Or I'm going to do it after the Dow meeting. I'll be that way. I'll be charged. <laughs> uh-huh. My surrender will be at peak performance. And I'm going to let go. I'm going to start the process of letting go. And so it still continues. So. Still, I'm still clinging on with some. I've got maybe two fingernails dug in, so that's good. I'm where I need to be. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. Scotty. Hey, good morning, everybody. So this star translation starts with "become totally empty," and the Fu Fang starts with "empty yourself of everything," and both of those make me think about the third the excuse me the sixth step in alcoholics anonymous that states we're entirely ready to have god remove all these defects of character for me becoming entirely ready means to be still and allow for emptiness to to take place typically if i'm i'm an overthinker typical alcoholic to become entirely ready for something means for me to find every variable and solve every problem that might accompany whatever it is I'm trying to do. So if I'm going to be entirely ready for God to remove defects of character, then that means becoming totally empty and waiting, not necessarily waiting, but becoming still and quiet, sitting under a, a tree sitting in the shade, avoiding the the chaos. That's where the emptiness is for me and allowing what happens to happen. The further down in the star translation says that stillness reveals the secrets of eternity. So if I can be still, I can allow these things to happen for me. doesn't mean that I'm doing them. It just means that I'm ready for them to happen. And if I allow them to happen, they will happen. Getting out of the way for me. That's all I have. Happy to be here today. Thank you, sir. I was looking at the second part of the Mitchell translation, second stanza. Returning each separate being in the universe returns to the common source. Returning to the source is serenity, not all this other stuff. So for me, that would mean that the goal of this whole, or the if there's a teaching here, it's how to return to the source. Because what we're looking for is at the source. We might think it's all these other things and the stuff we're being filled with and all of that, but returning to the source is serenity, which I believe I could speak to every speak for everyone in saying that what I'm looking for is serenity. And I have that by returning to the source, not by all these other things that I think may bring peace and serenity into my life. And it goes on and says that we don't, if we don't realize the source, we stumble in confusion and sorrow. So we get confused as to what the source is. I read that I automatically think source being the higher power, those things. My actions sometimes tell a different story because whatever. I'm seeking to bring me peace and joy is my source at that moment, right? Or am I overreading there? 
Because if I think something's going to make me happy, that's what this is saying that, hey, none of this stuff is going to work. Drew. Yeah, just on that, realizing the source, I, I took that two ways as well, like you. One, the source, the higher power, the Tao, the the source of everything, but also in the more immediate, what is the source of what I'm looking for? Is the source insecurity? Is the source fear? If I don't realize that fear is driving what I'm doing right now, if I don't realize that insecurity is driving the thought patterns that I'm getting caught up in, or what I'm wanting in my life or wanting to get rid of in my life. If I'm just focusing on those things that I want to keep or things that I want to get rid of rather than finding the source of why I can't accept what's going on in my life, then that's what gets me caught in the the negative thought loops. That's what gets me away from reality and the people I'm with and the, the nice day, not focusing on those things, but focusing on all the stuff in my mind, realizing the source of that, then I can actually make peace with it, accept it, get back into reality. Yeah. I, I saw it two ways, the, the source overall arching source, and then finding the source of, what's causing my what's causing my current problems and the source of your problem is a problem because that's what you're seeking is that part of it uh-huh. yeah lou to be honest when i was thinking about empty your mind of everything it reminded me of a steve martin joke it's like how do you become a multi-millionaire step one become a millionaire step two invest wisely Sounds good, sounds easy, but it's not so easy to do. But then I was thinking about it. It's really, if I get two minutes of serenity a day, if I get into that source just for a little bit each day, then it's like an inoculation or something that helps me throughout the rest of the day. Even if I'm not in that space, it gives me a cushion somehow. So I I think about how can I get to that? source in the now just right now and if it goes away i know it's replicable i know it's possible thank you lou anyone else if you don't realize the source you stumble in confusion and sorrow when you realize where you come from you naturally become tolerant disinterested amused, kind-hearted as a grandmother, dignified as a king, immersed in the wonder of the Tao. When you realize where you come from, I put that to uh, compassion, love, all those, that whole God is love business. If I realize that my source uh, is love and compassion, that everything I need is there, you know, we start learning recovery that when we help someone else, we're really helping ourselves. That's just not a token thing we do when we feel like it on Sunday afternoon. It's got to be part of our every day. When we're, as you would say in recovery, when your ass is on fire, 
what action do you take? That's the actions that return us to the source. Some different people, usually the answer is go to a meeting. And I hear, this may not be popular with a lot of AA folks, I hear people say that meeting makers make it. I hear that a lot. Personally, I, my experience has been meeting makers just make more meetings, but they have the opportunity that others that don't have the meetings don't have, that don't go to meetings, don't have. And that is, when I go to a meeting, it's actually a form of surrender to just go to the meeting. It's saying, I don't have the solution. It's a form of love when I sit and listen to other people and honor what they're sharing. And if I come with that attitude, I will normally leave encouraged. That's been my experience. Uh, I think the ways that we return to the source are not as much woo kind of stuff as it is some ordinary things that that things that we can do in our everyday life, not the things that we think are these grandiose love things to do. It's it's learning me returning to the source is learning to be compassionate in all my interactions from an intent of being considerate. That's love. It doesn't have to be some you don't have to go out and give a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or oh I did no. It's a lot more down to earth in your daily routine. And for me, what I had to do was I had to look for ways in my daily routine that I still sought the wrong source and really just witness my life. And as I did, I, I could see it more when I was open. I was like, oh, me hustling and pulling out of that in front of that person instead of just waiting was not a kind thing for me to do. or. I talk about taking the best parking space too much. I was in Walmart the other day. It's not like I go to Walmart all the time, but I don't. It seems like I do, I guess. I I was in Walmart the other day, and well, this was a while back, and there was one open spot at a register, and I do not like checking myself out because I've just got to think about that. Y'all know about that. And so they keep a couple of uh, lanes where I'm going. They keep a couple of lanes open in the middle. And I saw this lady heading toward the lane I wanted, right? <laughs> well, this Picard and a big uh, buggy of stuff. I said, I'm going to shoot my ass right in front of her. I said, I hustle. <laughs> and I said, no, go ahead. And I used to be really bad about those things. But those little things like that come to mind as ways that we don't realize we're not following the source and we don't get what our serenity from these other things we get that from following the source returning to the source that's why we stumble in confusion and sorrow opposite of serenity we don't realize where we come from We don't realize what our source is. We think it's us. We think it's money. We think it's sex. We think it's all these other ways that we try to satisfy this 
craving for serenity, and none of those work until we realize that we're not going to we're not going to be able to return to the source of where our serenity is. Then it says that when you start realizing, you start waking up to these spiritual things, you naturally become tolerant. You don't have to make yourself become tolerant. You don't have to say, oh, I really shouldn't behave like this. I won't behave better today. What I've learned to do is focus on doing the right things, do my prayer and meditation, go to my regular meetings, meet with my people I need, my sponsor at first, and meeting with sponsees and sponsor, doing the things I'm told to do. And then slowly, slowly, it it starts changing. Tina. Yeah, the, this brought up for me when you were talking about the small things and how I was traveling last week and have traveled many times sober. It's not been a problem. I was going to Italy in the vineyards and that was going that was what worried me. And so I prepared and over prepared for that. And here's where my returning to source goes awry sometimes. <laughs> so on the way back, one of the flights, my husband was sick. He we brought he had, he got COVID while we were traveling. Oh no. Yeah, he's over it now. He's fine, but he got COVID and so he was crashed and I was overtired. My seat wasn't going back. (laughs) And here comes the cart of alcohol with the wine bottles, like clinking and going down the aisle. And I was like, Oh my gosh, he was sleeping. No one on the plane knew me. It was all free and first class. It was fine. It was expect encouraged. And I, could not in that moment I was seeing I don't know what the word for is it wasn't seeing red but I just wasn't in my right mind I felt like because everything was so heightened and that's when I have the problem returning to source but that's also where I feel the benefits of the meetings and the work and working on my spiritual fitness that's why those things are important with that broken shoelace is what's going to get me. And if I'm not spiritually fit, however, I think had I not had this program, that would have turned disastrous. Or had I not been attending my meetings and talking about my nervousness and all that. But I was preparing for different things. And it's the small things that it never used to get me that got me. I didn't drink. I came back sober. And I can only thank the program, this program, you guys showing me how to go back to source. And I, even though I didn't, I could have went a lot. It could have been bad. So that is where my problem lies is when I'm seeing red returning to source. And it's, that's when I, it's so hard for me. There's a, you reminded me of, I think it's a Jewish proverb that it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little it's the little varmints that really are the problem. And that's what you're talking about, I think. Yeah. It's amazing the times that I've been tempted to drink and they were the little things. It wasn't the huge stuff. And a lot of times it it's related to things being very successful, not when things are bad. But either way, if I'm thinking that success is my serenity, 
I'm still not looking in the, I'm not returning to source. Yeah. If anyone has anything, raise your hand or just speak up. I'm going to keep on. You're in confusion and sorrow when you real, if you don't realize the source, when you realize where you come from, you're, you naturally become tolerant. The steps suddenly realize God's doing for us or the promises suddenly realize God's doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. That's the, the natural. Oh, I'm behaving differently and I didn't know it after the fact. We naturally become tolerant, disinterested, amused, disinterested. Huh? I would just laugh at, I laugh at times at things I used to do thinking it was the right course of action. I said, why did I think that? Kind hearted as a grandmother. As most of our grandmothers, some of us had mean grandmothers, but they say the good grandmothers, right? Dignified as a king, immersed in the wonder of the Tao. All of those are, for me, are descriptions of how this love nature starts developing in my life. I naturally become taught. I was the most intolerant person in the world. I did not tolerate much of anything. If I didn't like it or didn't agree with it, I didn't want anything to do with it. I don't know if that describes any of y'all, but I was not very tolerant. The only reason I was ever tolerant was because I had to be. And that's really not being tolerant. Disinterested. Amused. Dignified. Doesn't say we floated on air and it was all some spiritual something if this is everyday life brian i was just gonna say that for me growing up i I grew up with a father that was an alcoholic and i can remember him saying my way is always the right way and then on the other extreme i went to a my, my mother drug me to a to a church that it was clear that if you're not with us, you're going to hell. And so that that left me with this rigidity that I was always right. And yeah, and recoveries taught me to pause and uh, and open my freaking ears and open my heart. And uh, so, yeah, it's good stuff. I just needed to share that. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. There's so much in what we learn, no matter what our backgrounds, that uh, we have to just let go of and start being open-minded to a new way of thinking and still open-minded to a new way of thinking. That doesn't change. We don't take one set of guidelines and rules to believe and change it for another set of rules to believe in that regard. This is about action, not belief. If you look at this, these are all actions. It's not that, uh, it's just practicality. You can deal with whatever life brings you, and when death comes, you are ready. Being at one with the Tao is eternal, and though the body dies, the Tao will never pass away. If you get right with the Tao, you won't be afraid to die. Because you know you will. Okay. McDonald 
being one with the Tao, we're no longer concerned with losing our life because we know the Tao is constant and we're one with the Tao. Hmm. That's the serenity that they were talking about the first, right? We become that observer in our life. Have I have experienced this actually of losing the fear of death. Have you guys experienced that yet or a part of that? I think it comes from other people I've talked to that have followed this path. And that's a two-edged sword sometimes. First, I started losing my desire to make money. I saw that as vain. What I had, I I needed, my money was always there, but I didn't have that need to push, push. Yeah. Watch the workings of all creation, but contemplate their return to the source. Don't make all of creation return to the source. Watch it. I'll create, this is McDonald, all creatures in the universe return to the point where they began. Returning to the source is tranquility because we submit to heaven's mandate. And I have to live a surrendered life if I'm going to learn to observe and watch and be still in any way. Yeah. Tina. Don't force everyone to the Tao, but watch it. Reminds me of we are a program of attraction. Yeah, not promotion. Yeah. (laughs) That's all. Yeah. We we can't what we don't realize is whether things look like they're returning to the Tao or not. They are. They're all returning to their source. Sometimes I'm not cognizant of that. Everything is returning to its source. Yeah. And we get a really good promise out of even the first stanza. Empty your mind of all thoughts. Let your heart be at peace. We can stop there. How is our mind at peace? How's our heart at peace? By emptying our mind. How do we empty our mind? For us, we work through the steps. We learn to, we let go. I spend time in meditation. I learn acceptance of the moment as it is. If I accept the moment as it is right now with no expectations, my heart's pretty much at peace. Like everything we see, it all goes back to acceptance. I don't know if we've talked about acceptance in the last couple of weeks. Acceptance is not approval. Acceptance is not giving up. Acceptance is seeing the moment for what it is right now. Could be very bad, could be very good. Doesn't matter. It's about seeing it like it is and not attaching all these other things. Because when I start attaching those expectations, I'm no longer in the moment. I'm out there. That's the reason expectations are are a problem is because it takes us out of the moment oh this is going to do this then i can buy this then i can do this maybe i could ride that private jet again all that stuff your head i'm going to las vegas for the weekend all those things just start happening on your head and you're i'm like whoa i'm nowhere where my feet are right now buddy for me if it's i can do those things then i'm okay yes that's not the source. Brian, you're looking mm-hmm. you're not looking toward the source that you come from when you do that. You're still looking yeah. at the externals. 
I, I got something I'd like to share real quick. My business has been, I use the word slow, and but it's, it's I'm where I need to be. And and I've been working from home some on some Fridays and, and taking time off. And so yesterday I'm sitting out on the patio and I'm listening to the birds tweet and just all the different birds. And I thought, I, I really couldn't ask for much more. And I was meditating and, and I had myself in a really good place. And fast forward, I go through the day, I ended up having to go to my shop and I saw this guy pulling a wagon down the highway and and he was just really struggling and I thought man that guy's homeless and so I ended up passing him two or three times I ended up going into town and but the final time I went to the grocery and he's you know each time he's further down the road and so I just man I was just really thinking I was like what that guy's got problems and so I ended up getting him something at the grocery store, stopped back by and said, Hey man, you want something to eat and something to drink? And I live out in the country and this guy's, there's nothing around. And so he, I gave it to him and he thanked me and he looks at me and he says, man, let me pay you for this stuff. And I said, no, that's not how this works. And so anyway, I get to talking to him and he's heading to a Harbor Freight because he needs a replacement wheel for his buggy. And it's 15 miles away. And I thought, I said, man, load your stuff in the truck. I'm going to take you there. And and so I load him up and I took him 10 miles past my house. And uh, but it, it was just one of those higher power moments, man. I just I needed to be I needed to be knocked over the head. <laughs> and that was a, a hit in the head that I needed. and. And last night I went to bed laying there and, and I was thinking, man, here I am in my cushy bed. And, and this poor guy's out probably still pulling that wagon. He said he was headed to Greenville, which is a long freaking walk from here. It's a long ride. So it was good. I needed it. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Oscar. Yeah. I, I was. Uh, wondering about the acceptance part and and for me it's so hard in the small things of acceptance for instance at this moment outside my house they are uh, working with a saw and uh, they're making a lot of noise and I don't want the noise because first I want to hear you and, and second maybe I could say something and I can't say something if they make this noise so now I'm fighting with this noise in my head and I'm thinking shall I go to another room that's disturbing and and I try to get back to earth and listen to you and then my thoughts go again and so what I want to say is my acceptance on on a level of small and daily things that are a bit in the way or look like a bit in the way they can be made huge in my head huge in the sense of it really makes me restless so it gets me absolutely out of stillness or out of God or out of serenity and when you look upon it from the witness point of view it's really nothing there's nothing happening there's nothing uh, there's really nothing so nothing's going to change whatever I do 
And then second, there is also maybe, I don't know what it's good for. So how can I judge this fact that there is noise and I'm in a Zoom call at the same time? How can I, how would I judge it? Why would I judge it? Judgment, maybe even a bigger killer of tolerance than I can even imagine. When I think about tolerance, judgment is the thing. If I don't judge, I will be, I will feel tolerance to everything. And, and that, that goes together. So with acceptance and, 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 everlasting fight in my head between, oh, I know I have to accept it, but it just doesn't work. And then I have two things. So I have the annoyance that it doesn't work also, which I can't accept. And then I'm lost and really lost like this in this first set, really lost. So I know thanks to the program and thanks to Dao De Jing, that I have to go back to silence and sit on my patio, patio and listen to the birds. Thanks. Thanks, Oscar. Yeah, if we become that witness to our actions, we can separate ourselves a little from our behavior and see that what others are doing are not something that we should take personally. They're not really doing those things to us. And when we respond, we're really not responding to someone who has done something to us. I'll give you an example. Traffic's a great example. You pull out in front of the road, somebody runs up behind you. They would do the same thing to any car there, not you. They're not doing that, buddy. They're whatever car was there, they would be acting the very same way. If I'm in a a restaurant and the waitress is not doing a good job. She don't do a good job at any of her tables. She's not doing that to me personally. So I can take and become that witness and that contemplate their return. They're all returning. Not just the things we like or not. Everything is returning. So how can I contemplate that return? For me, if I can get some separation from that by looking at gratitude, I can use gratitude in a situation and see how that situation has worked out in the past. I love keeping separate gratitude lists for different things on my phone so I can pull up that gratitude list at any time. I have a a God moment gratitude list where things just worked out unbelievably without my, how did they saw happen for me to be right here? And I've got several of those gratitudes. I've got some financial gratitudes where thousands of money would money came in a week when I had these bills to pay. And I, I don't know how it happened. It just everything lined up way beyond my control. I, I, those are the type of things that help me in a gratitude list to know that uh, I can empty my mind of those things and watch their return. Part of that return, too, is even in situations that we're involved in life, they're all returning. And I was talking to someone earlier about that how we think our actions are what solve our problems, but 
many of my problems, I, what I perceived as problems in the past or things I was unhappy about, my actions got in the way more than really solved the problem. It would have worked out just the same whether I was pitching a hissy fit or whether I just let it happen. <laughs> and I was just bent and tore up for no reason. I could have been much happier with the same result. Yeah. And, and that acceptance is huge. And, and we allow our lack of acceptance, I think, to steal our joy in a lot of very little ways that we may not even realize. And I can get just a little bent on little things. And before I know it, if I'm taking on all of that, thinking that's going to make me happy, that's going to bring my peace when we see that's not the case. Right, we're at peace when we empty ourselves of those things, get out of that fight. Two tools I use, and, and I use this one a good bit, the shortcut. If a situation's happened immediately I don't like, like Oscar, your situation with the construction work that's going on. In my mind, if I'm spiritually fit, I, one thing I would use in that situation, man, I would not change I would not stop their work, even if I could. <laughs> Thank you for them doing their construction right now while I'm trying to go to this meeting. <laughs> but when you start doing that for a few minutes, it starts easing something in us that I honestly don't know how it works, but it works for me. And I always get a little more peace every time with that does that make sense then and i got the big ones thank you for everything i have no complaint whatsoever and then i would not change blank even if i could whatever it is you're having problems accepting i would not change blank even if i could and a lot of times you have to start with all of those from a place of not believing it or thinking it's not true or it's not going to work I'm wasting my time. Well, just try it. Say it anyway. Even if you don't believe it, even if you think it's bullshit, do it anyway. And they say that two weeks is pretty much the for sure. But I'll be honest with you. When I start doing that, even if I don't believe it, I still feel peace every time I do just a little bit every time. And what I try to do is if it's one of these ongoing things, every time I think about it, I'll use it. Every time I think about it, just real quick, I would not change blank, even if I could. Whatever it is that's causing me angst. I think acceptance for me is really the way that I empty my mind. Because I think the emptying is emptying it of all of this that we're talking about. Emptying it of our fear and all this stuff that keeps us stirred up. Good discussion, guys. I hope you have a great week, and I hope to see you next week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.